this podcast, including any related materials, such as show notes, links, and supportive materials, is provided by Metagenics Institute, the educational arm of Metagenics, Inc., for general informational and educational purposes only. This podcast does not constitute medical advice and should not be considered a substitute for discussions between individuals and their healthcare providers. The podcast presenters' views are entirely their own and do not represent the views of Metagenics Institute, Metagenics, or any of their research partners and collaborators, collectively referred to as affiliates. Metagenics Institute and its affiliates do not endorse or recommend any specific healthcare providers, products, or other items or services that may be discussed or mentioned in this podcast. Podcast participants may receive compensation from Metagenics Institute and or its affiliates. Metagenics products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Ever feel like a terrible partner, a lousy parent, a burnt-out, missing-in-action member of your community? Does not showing up for those valued humans in your life add guilt and shame to those already heavy emotions? Dr. Jen Landa was feeling that exact concoction of emotions combined with physical and emotional symptoms that had her suspect that she should see her OBGYN. That's when she had the shocking realization that as an OBGYN herself, she would have no idea what to do with a patient who presented with the various symptoms and sense of overwhelm that she was experiencing. Well, I just knew I couldn't do it anymore. And I knew I wasn't doing a good job in anything that I was doing. And that just made me feel so desperate to change something, but I had no idea what it was. You know, clearly I felt like I was having physical symptoms, but here I am a doctor in OBGYN. I'm the person I would go to to figure out what the heck's going on. And I don't know what's going on because I was never trained to deal with anything like this. If medical school had not armed her with answers, what answers could be found? This quandary started a journey into integrative and personalized lifestyle medicine to find new research and evidence-based solutions. Listen as Dr. Landa describes how she escaped the pill for every ill model and has created partnerships with her patients to form lasting health. She explains the extreme upside of breaking free from the allopathic model where insurance companies have more say in testing and treatment than doctors to whom patients entrust their care. Join us on this episode of The Practice as Dr. Jen Landa illuminates the way to sweeping positive changes for practitioners and patients alike. Hi, it's Dr. Sarah Gottfried. I'm here with one of my closest friends, Dr. Jennifer Landa. Welcome, Jen. Thank you, Sarah. Great to be here. I am just thrilled to have a conversation with you because I feel like we first came together when we were kind of comparing notes about switching from being allopathic MDs, both of us OBGYNs, mm -hmm. to this more integrative, functional, precision medicine model, personalized lifestyle medicine. I want to start with your story. Like, how did you make that pivot? Like, what was it that was happening for you after four years of practicing as an OBGYN? Yeah, you know what? It was actually, it all came to a head this one particular night, I remember. I ran out to do a, an emergency cesarean section in the middle of the night, raced to the hospital, and I wound up at the nurse's station desk 
hysterically bawling my eyes out crying. And you might think, well, was it about delivery? No, everything was fine. Mom and baby were fine. It was me who was a mess because it was right at that critical juncture that I realized. I felt like a terrible wife because I had completely lost my sex drive. I felt like a terrible mom because I had two kids by that point. I was 33 years old and I was just so exhausted, Sarah. And I didn't even want to play with the kids. They were little. I didn't want to play with them. All I wanted to do was sleep. All I was was a mean mommy. And so I felt like a terrible wife, terrible mom. And on top of it, that night, I remember I felt like I had just lost my nerve. Mm. The adrenaline wasn't fun anymore. It was miserable. And I felt like I was a scared doctor practicing scared medicine. And I just knew something had to change. This is so huge because I can so relate to that moment of you know, just kind of having this really clear picture of where things stand. And the part that especially resonates for me is feeling the guilt Mm -hmm. of not showing up as a wife and feeling the guilt, as you just described, of not even having the energy left over to get on the floor and play with the kids. You know, like we made this choice to have our children. You have two children, I have two children. They're about the same ages. Yeah, And to have this sense of obligation and like hope and excitement to raise those kids, but Mm -hmm. to not be able to show up, you know, with kind of the full um, sense of energy and engagement, it shouldn't be like that. Like we shouldn't have the type of careers that deplete us so much with the Mm -hmm. emergency C-sections and, you know, the ruptured ectopics that, (laughs) you know, kind of pull you out of bed in the middle of the night. It shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't be like that. So you had this epiphany that this is not the picture you had for the rest of your life. Yeah. Well, I just knew I couldn't do it anymore. And I knew I wasn't doing a good job in anything that I was doing. And that just made me feel so desperate to change something. But I had no idea what it was. You know, clearly I felt like I was having physical symptoms. But here I am, a doctor in OBGYN. I'm the person I would go to to figure out what the heck's going on. And I don't know what's going on because I was never trained to deal with anything like this. And that was when I went looking for answers. And it took a while, but you know, then finally I stumbled upon little by little this integrative medicine sort of thing. And I learned more about, you know, what we used to call adrenal fatigue. And now we talk about the HPA axis and how that had really just blown everything. That whole concept just blew everything wide open for me. Yes. And the fact that- Well, it answers so much of, I think, what we're facing. Yes. Um, You know, not just as OBGYNs, but- Right. I mean, how many of your patients now would you say have HPA dysregulation? (laughs) Maybe 99%. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. It's it's ridiculous. 99.9. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's really rare that you meet a patient who doesn't. I think I have one. Yeah, you have one. (laughs) You know, I had one for a while. I, I think she was so she was so fine. She stopped seeing me. Yeah, yeah, and that's the goal. That's yeah, the goal. That eventually. is the goal. That is the goal. But I think so many doctors are suffering from the same thing, and and it was amazing to me that finding integrative medicine and learning the things I learned not only helped me treat myself and figure out my own issues, but then it helped me treat so many others, and then. You know, people like you and me, we still struggle to have the balance. We've talked about it many times, to find the balance with the husband, the kids, the work-life balance, all of that. But at least we understand what's going on when we're tipping the wrong way and how, you know, and how that affects everything. 
And I think that makes all the difference. It does. Because then you have control. Yeah, and you have solutions. And so you started to look, you know, kind of um, outside of the allopathic model. Mm-hmm. I know you ended up at A4M <laughs> in kind of the early days. Yes. So tell me a little bit about that. Like, what was that like the first time that you showed up at an A4M meeting? Was there other training, educational training that you did? How did you start to yeah. build that bridge to the kind of dream practice that you have now? Well, I mean, it's amazing to think back to that time and how dark that time was and how everything was such a mess. And then it was like coming to A4M was literally like the lights coming on and everything was new and fresh and exciting and talk about not being able to sleep at night because the ideas are just coming and coming and the excitement is flowing and you know it was like in a way like going to medical school all over again like medicine was exciting I had to go back to all of that biochemistry and detoxification and all of all of these you know really deep concepts that you thought you left way behind in medical school it was all coming out again but in a way that was so much more, in a way it just made so much more sense Mm -hmm. because it wasn't like this cookbook, like patient has high blood pressure, give them a high blood pressure pill. This pill for every ill model. Yes. Which is really what medicine is boiled down to. Chronic care management. Yeah. Yeah. And to instead go back to what's really the root cause here? What's really at the heart of the matter? What's causing the problem? And then how do I slowly but surely kind of, I feel like it's, you know, was rebuilding Humpty Dumpty, you know, mm-hmm. for myself good analogy. and for a lot of my patients, you know? <laughs> yes. And, and for me, it was just the most exciting time. So I went to several A4M conferences. Then I jumped into the MMI fellowship. Um, that was when I found that. And this was around 2002? Yeah, 2002, three, four, right around mm-hmm. that period of time. I was with the first graduating class of fellows. Amazing. Yeah, it was so amazing. And it was, I learned so much. You know, there's a module that's all about GI, a module that's all about neurology. You know, so you learn about the HPA axis, you learn about the gut brain immune axis, how that fits in with autoimmune disease, and, you know, just, and then how it all fits in, of course, with hormones, our favorite topic. Yes. And it was just such a different world for me. And I was able to do things with my patients that I was never able to do in my tr- with my traditional medicine training. You mean in terms of healing them and yeah. actually helping their problems and yes. like addressing the root cause and yes, yes. solving and, those and, problems? And truly have them feel amazing. Yes. And, and what I find... I think the most amazing for me as a practitioner and other practitioners that I work with is that it's like a doctor heal thyself sort of thing, right? Because once you get into the integrative medicine world, if you're doing it right, (laughs) you're hopefully also giving yourself some work-life balance. You know, it's the grind of traditional medicine nowadays. I shudder to think what would have happened to me if I stayed with it. You know, nowadays, every doctor pretty much is a hospital employee, you have no control over what you prescribe because the insurance company tells you what, what you can and can't do in terms of testing, in terms of treatment. And, you know, the drug companies are forcing drugs down your throat and this and that. And truly, you know, the way we're doing it, it's the way patients want it. Oh, you it's pa- totally the way patients want patients it. Patients want to get to the root cause. They don't want to be, they don't pill shoved at them all the time. No. They don't want seven-minute appointments. No. And they don't want, you know, I, I feel like as a physician... You know, I I hung in there probably ridiculously long, 
um, you were smart to get out sooner out of allopathic medicine after four years of practice. Just more desperate. <laughs> <laughs> I hung in there for 10 years for some reason. But, you know, I, th I feel like that loss of autonomy for a physician is really important. Yes. Where you think that you, you know, you went through this medical training. We all kind of gave up our 20s to right. medical education. Mm -hmm. You think that you're going to come out and practice and be able to do what you think is the right thing. And yeah. yet the truth is there's often so much control exerted on you that you don't have the autonomy to right. do what you were trained to do, what you were educated right. to do, the kind of quality that we were educated to deliver. Right. And I think that lack of control is probably what makes doctors feel the most hopeless. Yes. And when you feel hopeless, oh, there is just that that is like that sums up in a word what I felt that night at labor and delivery, the hopelessness of just, I'm a bad wife, I'm a bad mom, I'm a bad doctor, and how the heck am I ever gonna change any of this? Well, what I love is that you took that moment of, um, really it was like a, a calling, a call to action, mm -hmm. that there's a different way. What happened as an early pioneer mm -hmm. is that you shifted from um, allopathic medicine to this other model, this integrative functional medicine systems biology model. And you did it when there wasn't a lot of support for how to, <laughs> how to do it. Yeah. So you did a lot of this on your own. You had some entrepreneurial spirit that kind of carried you through. Can you talk a little bit about your practice now? Sure. And what it looks like, what do you love most about it? Um, you know, especially, I just, I think so much about the allopathic physician who's watching us or listening to us, mm -hmm. who's still feeling kind of stuck in that old allopathic model. Yeah. So I want to offer some bridges, some different mm -hmm. ways of climbing out of that. Sure. So for me, it all started with truly kind of looking for a way out. <laughs> it wasn't necessarily looking for the answers as much as it was maybe looking for a way out. And, um, but I was, you know, I'm a girl. I was always interested in beauty. And um, I started getting interested in aesthetics and started looking to lasers for aesthetics and facial rejuvenation and all of that kind of stuff. And I uh, started reading Paracone's books. Mm -hmm. And then I started to realize that there was this whole concept of, well, you know, if I could improve my nutrition and if I could take some nutritional supplements and kind of improve my health from the inside, lower inflammation, that that would improve my skin. And then I started to realize the tie-in with cardiovascular health. And I have a really bad family history. I have both of my parents are diabetics, overweight all their lives, mm -hmm. hypertensive, heart disease. So that's my family history background. And I knew I had to do take steps to prevent that. So this was like in my mid-30s. And so I was fascinated by all that. And then I found A4M. And then, like I said, it was like this explosion. And then I went forward, took the fellowship. And... Um, so here I was at this crossroads is like I had this new way of helping people, but it wasn't fitting in with my allopathic model mm -hmm. because I realized I needed time to spend with these people to explain to them all of this stuff I wanted to do with bioidentical hormones and supplements and, you know, all of these new things. And you can't do that in a seven minute visit. No. But then you can't really make a living if you're not really seeing patients pretty quickly. Right. So of course the obvious answer that I was told by one of my mentors was, Jen, you gotta give up insurance. And to me, that was incredibly scary. Mm -hmm. Why? But Will I because have Because of the security? Like the yeah, you know, you're not listed in the insurance manual anymore. Who's gonna find you ever, you know? like. 
So um, I was lucky enough to meet the CEO of BodyLogic MD mm-hmm. at one of the A4M conferences, mm-hmm. and I wound up jumping in both feet. So I wound up with kind of like a hybrid GYN, BHRT, supplements, sort of integrative, beginning integrative medicine practice, practice. And, but I knew I needed to really switch over full time, you know, give up the GYN, switch over to integrative, give up insurance and all of that. And at the time I was living in New York, but I'd always really wanted to relocate my family to Florida. (laughs) And BodyLogic MD was this great way to do all of it. You know, so when I treat patients, you know, this whole HPA axis thing, and this is for you doctors listening too. One of the biggest things sometimes we have to do is take a really big leap and change our life. Yes. And um, people just look at me and they say, well, I can't. And I say, well, I picked my whole family. I changed my specialty, dropped OBGYN <laughs> that I trained so hard for. I picked my whole family up, moved from New York to Florida, and opened an integrative medicine practice. You can. <laughs> if you I can, can do change it, you things. can do it. Exactly. And, you know... It's scary as heck, and it was scary as heck, but you know what? It wound up being the best thing I ever could have done. And um, so I'm in my 12th year of my BodyLogic MD practice. 12 years! 12 years in Orlando, Florida. And I'm in my ninth year of being chief medical officer of BodyLogic MD. Fantastic. Yeah, so you're right. I did build myself a dream practice and kind of a a dream life in medicine and, and even personally and and it's and it's incredible to think that you know 15 years ago it was looking so bleak well yeah you know going back to feeling the compassion mm-hmm. for that young woman yeah. who just went through an emergency c section i mean you just say that and my adrenaline that goes through the roof yeah. right like just the just the <laughs> phrase alone uh-huh. right um, yeah totally so you know just thinking with so much compassion about her Mm-hmm. And that arc that you've had to this dream practice that you now have, it's just mm-hmm. really lovely to witness that. Could could we get a little bit more granular? I would love mm-hmm. for you to talk more about kind of the architecture of your week. Because sure. if I was if I was still an allopathic physician, kind of stuck in that insurance-based model, and I heard about your week, mm-hmm. I would say, sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. let's hear about your week. I totally see that. Um, yeah, so I see patients from 9.30 or 10 in the morning, and I finish by around 3.30 in the afternoon, three days a week, Tuesday through Thursday. Yes. I do some administrative stuff usually for maybe an hour or so after work. And then on Mondays and Fridays, it's kind of a combination of some admin stuff for my practice, some admin stuff for my chief medical officer role, some writing talks, because I do a lot of education, doctor education in this field in integrative medicine, which is one of the things I really love to do. And you're so talented at it. Oh, thank you. And um, so writing talks and things like that, or traveling to speaking engagements and from and things like that, um, or taking yoga, which is one of my <laughs> passions. And so Mondays and Fridays, my favorite yoga t- teacher teaches in a local class. And so it's kind of, and then, you know, doing things for the house, you know, like just, you know, managing the kids in the house and the bills and, you know, all the typical stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, my family, my husband and I, we set aside about 10 weeks a year to travel. That's amazing. Yeah. Wait, can we, a just, can we just passion. take that in for a moment? 10 weeks, <laughs> 10 weeks per year because it's a priority Yes. because of that moment after the emergency cesarean section where you were just like. 
You know, this is not the kind of wife I wanted to be. This is not the mother I wanted to be. This is not the person I wanted to be. This is not the doctor I wanted to be. Right. You wanted to change it. And that's, that's what I feel like you embody now. I do my absolute best, but I will not lie. I literally some days feel like I'm, I'm walking on a balance beam to try to strike that perfect balance. And you know what? That's what I've realized. I've always kind of waited for that day when I would achieve perfect balance, nirvana, whatever that would look like, right? It's hypothetical. It is totally <laughs> hypothetical. And what I realized, it's, it's, a, it's a thing that I'm going to strive for every day of my life. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not a, a destination that you'll ever get to. It's a process. It, it is, but, it's, but it's always, we're always going to be in that process. We're always going to be in that struggle, if you will. But boy, it's a lot easier now than it was back then. <laughs> it's a lot easier, and there's something about, I think, the alignment of... Being able to take care of patients the way that I always imagined when I went through my medical training. Like this, I'm finally getting the delivery. Like I'm getting exactly the way I sort of expected myself to be as a doctor Mm -hmm. in the world. And there's something really satisfying about that. I mean, satisfying especially for the patients who get better, who reverse their diabetes and, you know, get their HPA dysfunction remedied. Yeah, get their sex life back. Get their, their sex life with back. With their partner. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're we're going to have to do like a separate podcast <laughs> on sex drive because I think that's such an important topic. Yeah. So as we start to wrap up, anything you want to share about, you know, kind of that sense of hope for a clinician who's still kind of stuck in the old model? Sure. Um, before that, one thing that was really hitting me as we were talking mm-hmm. is... Um, You know, I think the traditional medical model, well, I think everybody knows it's broken in a lot of ways, right? Yes, broken. Broken. And, um, but I think one of the biggest breaks of all might be the fact that we don't treat each other or ourselves with compassion. And if we don't, how are we going to have that compassion for our patients? To me, the traditional medical model was a world devoid of compassion. And like you said, to kind of look back at that young woman that I was and to try to really have compassion for her and for where she was. And and that's hard because you're taught to be tough. Yeah. You're taught and, to, you know, to kind of maintain that objectivity. Like, mm-hmm. don't don't let things sink in through your skin. Like, don't have thin, thin skin. I'm a totally thin-skinned person. <laughs> um, yeah, I Me totally too. agree with that. And I feel like it's... it's um, it's almost like Brene Brown's work of yeah, it's through shame. it's through the mm-hmm. vulnerability yes. that we access our greatest strength. Yeah. Like I really believe that. And I think through sharing our stories, like our own stories right. of, you know, kind of being pre-burnout, of yeah. you know, being so frustrated with the old model mm-hmm. and then, you know, searching, trying to find another model that might yeah. suit us, that might mm-hmm. be our dream practice. Right. Um, the more that we talk about that and share it, I think it, it helps lift others up as well. I think um, so too. And I agree, but that compassion is such an important piece because mm-hmm. when you don't like really tune into what's true for you mm-hmm. and have compassion for like that suffering girl after the C-section, suffering young woman, mm-hmm. it's, um, it kind of shuts you down. It does. Well, that's what I'm thinking. You know, if we don't, ha- if we can't have compassion for ourselves and each other, how can we have compassion even for our patients? You know, they say to love, you have to first love yourself. Yes. And I think to have true compassion for your patients and for everybody else around you, you have to have compassion for yourself. Yes, totally agree. 
anything else that you want to share about BodyLogic MD or, um, you know, you guys have grown pretty fast. You have, do you want to say something sure. maybe about the model and sure. how people can learn more? BodyLogic MD is a, an amazing model. We have um, about 45 practices or so across the country. It's a franchise model, and it's um, a network of integrative medicine doctors, dare I say the most highly trained network. Um, we require all of our doctors to go through the MMI fellowship that mm -hmm. A4M puts out. Mm -hmm. So it's an extensive training in integrative medicine. Mm -hmm. And doctors are free to practice medicine as they will, but we all have the same training. So we all practice in a similar style, in a similar vein. And truly one of the things that we are to each other, and we say it all the time, is we're like a family. We really do have that compassion for each other as physicians, and um, and we're always there for each other. Like you said, this integrative medicine model sometimes is a little scary because there's a whole allopathic model out there that kind of sometimes, unfortunately, poo-poos <laughs> what we do, discounts what we do, despite the fact that there's so much evidence, evidence to support what we're doing. Yes, in most cases, more evidence to support what we're doing than just writing scripts. Totally. And um, and so being part of the BodyLogic MD community, you feel so much support because we're all on the same page, all doing the same thing. You understand and, each other. You yeah, speak a common language. We do. And we have what we what I call the BodyLogic MD brain trust, which is daily we are on the email as a big group together. And anytime you have a question about what's going on with a patient or how do you handle something or anything really, you'll have 10 ounces. 10 answers within an hour or so. That's huge it to have that huge. sense of community. Exactly. You know, I think especially like when you first started out in 2002 mm -hmm. and you left labor and delivery and you started searching around and you ended up at A4M, there wasn't a big community then, right? right? Like I remember, Much smaller. I remember yeah. teaching myself, you know, like listening to Jeff Bland tapes, yeah. you know, watching, um, some of the conferences that were being done in integrative medicine. And there was kind of a solitary quality to it because <laughs> there weren't a lot of people to talk to. I hadn't met you yet. <laughs> and um, and it, it can be very solitary. So I just want to emphasize how important that sense of community is, especially yes. to bounce ideas or to run a case by somebody. Absolutely. The complex cases, which I tend to get a lot of. <laughs> I tend to attract complex cases. And that is, I think that is one of the nicest things about even traditional medicine is that you have this medical community that you feel a part of. Yes. And then when you go into this integrative space, you can feel very alone because you're suddenly doing something very different than the rest of your colleagues. And you might hang a shingle and open an office all by yourself and feel extremely isolated and alone when you're not used to that. You know, you're used to having this hospital community and all the doctors around you and referrals and this and that. And that's what I love about BodyLogic MD. You know, it gives doctors who are doing integrative medicine this kind of immediate sense of community. Love it, love it. So we'll put in our show notes a link to learn more about BodyLogic MD. Do you wanna just say a little bit about how people can um, read a little more about what you guys are up to and how to get involved? Sure, um, pretty simple. Our website, bodylogicmd.com. We have pretty much anything you'd want to know on there. And there is a tab that's for physicians specifically. And there's um, a contact on there to get in, to get involved, to get in touch. Um, we have 
two different ways mainly that physicians join us. They either can buy a franchise or they can join an existing franchise. And there's lots of information on our website about doing both. Awesome. Terrific. Well, next time you come on, we're going to talk about sex drive. I'll just warn you now. <laughs> That's going to be a really hot my, conversation. One of my favorite topics. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Thank Jen, you, for joining us today. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you for being with us for this episode of The Practice. You'll find extensive show notes, including links and supportive materials over at thepracticepodcast.tv. While you're there, explore other topics and use the Ask and Answer button to ask your burning questions and give your insights about the topic. After all, the future of medicine lies in dialogue, not dogma. Let's transform medicine together by connecting on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You'll find all the links at thepracticepodcast.tv. This podcast, including any related materials such as show notes, links, and supportive materials, is provided by Metagenics Institute, the educational arm of Metagenics, Inc., for general informational and educational purposes only. This podcast does not constitute medical advice and should not be considered a substitute for discussions between individuals and their healthcare providers. This podcast does not create a doctor-patient relationship and should not be considered a substitute for the independent professional judgment of any physician or healthcare professional regarding the appropriate course of action for a particular patient or individual. Metagenics does not make any guarantees regarding the accuracy, completeness, or usefulness of this podcast for any particular purpose. Listeners may use this podcast at their own risk and patients should not disregard or delay seeking advice from their healthcare providers based on the content of this podcast. Participation through the Ask and Answer button is optional, and no participant should feel obligated to provide personal details, including about any diagnosis, symptoms, or other health-related information. Neither Metagenics Institute nor any of its affiliates seek this information, and it is not necessary to participate in the dialogue regarding this podcast. The podcast presenter's views are entirely their own and do not represent the views of Metagenics Institute, Metagenics, or any of its research partners and collaborators, collectively referred to as affiliates. Metagenics Institute and its affiliates do not endorse or recommend any specific healthcare providers, products, or other items or services that may be discussed or mentioned in this podcast. Podcast participants may receive compensation from Metagenics Institute and or its affiliates. Listening to this podcast does not obligate you to purchase, use, recommend, or prescribe any Metagenics or Metagenics Institute products or services, including their educational materials. Metagenics products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Unless approved by Metagenics Institute, this podcast must be used only for personal, non-commercial purposes. This podcast has no independent economic value and is intended to comply with all applicable laws. It may be rescinded, revoked, or amended at any time without notice. Listeners who are patients should talk to their healthcare providers if they have any questions regarding the content discussed in this podcast. Listeners who are healthcare professionals may obtain more information by visiting metagenicsinstitute.com, calling 888 888- 690-8500 or emailing med ed at metagenicsinstitute.com.